everybody, and welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Happy Game of Thrones week! Yay! Game of Thrones is coming back this week, so welcome it, to the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones podcast. No, not the Game of Thrones. I no. thought it was the Game, Game, Game of, of, of Thrones, Thrones, Thrones podcast. Joel, I thought we, we talked about it. This. I thought we discussed I it and arrived like at a conclusion. Redundant. Well, no. I feel like this is the production meeting all over again, and I disagree with both of you. Okay, fair. I, I feel like if you're worried about redundancy in titles, you're like three years too late to that conversation, <laughs> Phil. That's why I call it the Sports Three Podcast. Game of Thrones, not a sport. Wait, what? No, Game of Thrones. It's a, it's it's not really a game. It's more of a metaphor, I believe. Oh, yeah. So oh. not really material on this podcast. I, I so assumed much. that they were being scored on all of their intrigue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that at the end of it there was going to be a, a final reckoning that would just be. Well, there would be, but there's no more Grantland, so oh, yeah. they were probably scoring based on intrigue. Oh, that's uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, like the Mad Men power rankings. Grantland left us too soon. Too too soon. Well. Bill Simmons is on HBO now, so he'll have, yeah. a, he'll have a few more shows. He in hasn't a been canceled years. yet? No, he still has his deal with them. Oh, I see. But uh, he's not doing a show now. I was going to say, I don't see ads for it anymore, so I assume yeah. he was I haven't out-ski. seen a single episode of that show. <clears throat> yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I watched the pilot, and it was too sportsy for me. <laughs> Probably yeah. you are you are in a sports podcast, but your role is the sports outsider. Yeah, ironically, I was just watching because I believe Ben Affleck was on the first one, and I was curious <laughs> what he had to say. Uh, ironically, I think uh, the you know Bill Simmons not not so big with me anymore because he became too pop culturey. Huh. He managed to upset both of us for the reasons that were usually. No wonder he's not on the air anymore. Chicago Cubs update watch update. Chicago Cubs update watch update. Cubs win! Cubs win! Brought to you by... Bowler Sausage. Hey, if you're from Chicago, you should get your mouth around a big palish sausage. I think, uh... I like the sausage bowl idea as a yeah. sponsor, and I like it because that's it's very bit popular in Chicago. And I sir. love me some Polish sausage. Oh right, yeah. I would love a bowl of it. I yeah. can't. I, I thought they were going to tell me to wrap my mouth around the bowl, and I would have. Oh, yeah. I would have tried. That would have been tough. I would have tried though. Sure. Yeah. But uh, but no, it was just a mentally handicapped man telling us about sausage. Cubs fans <laughs> don't cash in World Series bets. What? Subheadline, invite nearest Cubs fan to your next poker game. <laughs> Easy money. Yeah. The spring Las Vegas sports books were treated to an unexpected uh, windfall so unusually large, managers felt the need to recheck the numbers to figure out the reason behind the surplus. Huh. Did handicappers have a great quarter? Did the table games misplaced their garbage bins full of money and it wound up on the sportsbook ledger it happens are sportsbooks in general just a spectacular business model yes i hate when i misplace a garbage bin full of money in order maybe no and probably uh but this time the cause were uncashed chicago cubs world series bets from last season mm. tons of them really yeah so they're talking about the future bets you know anytime you can bet to win the world series right well, in 2016, the Cubs won the World Series, ending in a 108-year drought, and the world slipped into an alternate timeline. Right. Yeah. Lifelong Cubs fans, as memorabilia-hungry as they are actually hungry, <laughs> have saved a lot of souvenirs to commemorate the victory. Ticket stubs, food service items that got within a 50-foot radius of Bill Murray, mm -hmm. <laughs> and even betting slips. No. 
Betting on the Cubs has been a Las Vegas tradition that casinos have enjoyed for decades. Uh, taking uh, the only money you haven't lost on your trip to Vegas and putting it on the Cubs to win the World Series is exactly the kind of self-flagellation Midwesterners love. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. I have Why 20 bucks left. This? I'm just going to burn it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what would be worse, actually? <laughs> I'll bet it on the Cubs to win the World It'll Series. It'll be hilarious. In fact, uh, there was a running joke among bookmakers about the number of hotels that were paid for by bets on the Cubs to win the World Series. Uh, mm. That's a pretty mediocre it, joke. But but this is largely because of the compound interest on those first bets made 108 years ago. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. That, you know. uh, uh, last year was no different in terms of number of uh, bets things, except, of course... For the entire planet being thrown into a deceptively similar but ultimately incorrect reality. Right. And the Cubs being good. Yeah, the Berenstain reality. Yeah, the Berenstain Bears. Uh, Thousands of bets were placed on the Cubs to win the 2016 World Series, more than double the amount of bets on any other team. Uh, All stats here come courtesy CG Technology, the bookmaker at the Venetian Cosmopolitan, and several others. Huh. Mm. In May, this past May, the 180 day deadline to turn in the bets passed. More than 30% of the tickets on the Cubs had not been cashed. Wow, that's so many. You would think that Cubs fans would have, at least at that point, having seen how bad their team is this year, <laughs> gone ahead and cashed the betting slips. We, when we saw the number, we were all extremely surprised at how big it was, uh, the vice president of this bookmaker said. We went back and had to check like three times to make sure there was no mistake. The vast majority of the uncashed bets on the Cubs were small in size and placed over the counter at strip casinos. Signs that tourists were involved. And more darkly, perhaps alcohol. (laughs) Oh, no. Not at a casino. Uh Then you're going to make bad judgments. (laughs) The average amount of the uncashed Cubs bets uh, was about $26. Hmm. However, with most bets placed at odds of around 4 to 1, the uncashed tickets saved the book more than $100,000 in payoffs. Uncat wow. what you what four to one? You're not gonna what's the point of making the bet if you're not gonna cash it? Well they're framing the slip, right? Yeah, you want a souvenir, frame the fucking money you win. That's not as fun. <laughs> at the, Isn't it? At the venerable golden nugget in downtown Las Vegas, just over twenty percent of Cubs uh, World Series bets have gone uncashed, including a pair of six hundred dollar bets at five to one. Oh. That would pay out thirty six hundred dollars each. Oh. Man. That is a pricey souvenir that could have been cashed in for an even better pricey souvenir. Right. $3,600 gets you a nice piece of Bill Murray. You can actually bring home one of the hookers you buy for that much. (laughs) Uh, Ultimately, uh, so basically people were keeping these as souvenirs. Like I said, some customers at the Golden Nugget asked if they could keep their Cubs ticket after cashing it. Quote, unfortunately, we can't do that. Because of gaming regulations. <laughs> but can't they scan it? But we'll, hap- we'll be happy to make a copy of it for him. There we go. Do they not have Kinko's in Chicago's, you twits? Ugh. Make a, make, a, make a copy before you come to Vegas. Just take a cell phone bucks. camera picture. Yeah. I mean, Joel can't because he doesn't have a can- phone on his camera, but camera on his phone. Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Phil. They, they interviewed a, a token super fan for this article. You know, in an article, uh, they got yeah. a, one guy gets to represent all of Cubs fandom. Right. It's Brian Glickman, uh. 32-year-old native of Chicago, who has no plans to cash in a $10 bet at 4-1 to one odds he placed in the Cubs before the 2016 season. Huh. Quote, between ticket stubs, W towels, a lucky penny I picked up when I landed in Cleveland for Game 6, and the winning bet from Vegas, 
I'm going to do something really cool with all the mementos, Glickman said on social media, acknowledging he's a towel thief that believes in lucky pennies. <laughs> right? <laughs> pennies are filthy. Chicago Cubs update, watch, update. Chicago Cubs update, watch, update. Cubs win. Cubs win. Brought to you by... Palish Sausage. Hey, but you put it in a bun and you, you enjoy it. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. New Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta will sell you reasonably priced food. What? But not cars. Subheadline, Atlanta area sports fans tilt heads, squint eyes, and ask, so what's the catch? There's must be, right? The Atlanta Falcons' new stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not to be confused with the Mercedes-Benz Dome in New Orleans, Mm. will open August 26th, and an ESPN reporter tweeted out an image of the concession pricing. You guys want to hear some low prices? Oh, uh, do how, I. is it going to be like IKEA, like Let's fifty get cent meatballs? Ready for some low, low you... prices. Hot dog, two bucks. What? You're killing Liar. me, Jordan. Liar. Waffle fries at a sports stadium, dollar fifty. Well, three dollars. What? what? You're killing That's me, Jordan. Twice as much as I guessed. Pizza slice. It's a big slice. Ooh, uh, three fifty. Three dollars. Oh what? man, you're killing me, Jordan. <laughs> Cheeseburger, five bucks. That's well, not that's bad. Good that's price. Not bad. with cheese, three bucks. Oh, Whoa! Yeah. You want a pretzel? Add two bucks. Hey! Do you want a Bud Light draft beer? No, five dollars. What? You're killing me, Jordan. The most expensive item on the thing tweeted out: Gold the bars. chicken tender. <laughs> no, Joel, not. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'm take so it. mad I'll you. I called it. you, Joel. I'll take not it. gold. But close in the chicken tenders with fries. Chicken tenders with fries that's in what a I basket. Would order. Six dollars. That's still cheap. At these prices, it's more cost effective to take a nonstop Delta flight to Atlanta and drink at a Falcons game than to go to any bar in Los Angeles. That's true. That's true. Provided you're going to consume 14 drinks. Yeah. Which I always do. If you're going to consume 14 drinks, it actually makes more sense to fly there. 14 drinks at LA had come to like approximately... $6,437. $6,437. Yeah, yeah uh, so you're saving yeah. money with the airfare, even yeah. last minute. Like, and yeah. if you, you live in L.A., by. you've got to drink until the sad goes away. So 14 <laughs> yep, is about yep, right. Yep. And let's not forget the valet. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to so, drive uh, home after. The prices at these uh, games have been a, an issue because when the 49ers opened their new stadium, Levi Stadium, uh, if you wanted a hot dog, a soda, and a small beer, it was $22. Boo. What? I don't know why. They always do this in these uh, studies when they say how much it costs. It's like they include things why you don't need. Why would you need. get a soda why and would a you small get a, beer? Why would you get a soda and a beer? You would yeah. get one or the other. And right. like another one is like, well, in a family of four, you need to buy hats. You need to buy like, No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't care for that. But, uh, but anyway, uh, the same meal at the low-cost mattress superstore that is the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, $9. Wow. Hot dog, small beer. Soda. And mattress? And a mattress. Wow. Wow. Does that have bed bugs? No. No. Well, no. then, if I have a good night and I sleep tight, then what happens? <laughs> well, the, well, the bed bugs won't bite yeah. if there's no bed bugs. Right. You're oh. suggesting if you have like a terrible night and you're just sleeping all over the place, I'm all loosey-goosey. Yeah. Uh, Falcons owner Arthur Blank 
said he authorized the low prices in an effort to better accommodate the fans. Was his last name redacted? No, 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 no. His last name is blank. <laughs> oh, okay. Stranger. Yeah, no, no, no. It's no. He's been on the up and up. Yeah. Quote. So we, he doesn't. He's like Madonna. He doesn't have a last name. No, 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 no. It's not what I said. His last name is actually blank. Yeah. B L. So it's, it's blank. A-N-K. I know how to spell blank, Jordan. I'm just saying that yeah. on his birth Arthur certificate, blank his last of name the is blank. blank family. Hmm. Uh, we focused uh, from the beginning on building a unique fan experience at Mercedes-Benz Stadium with a goal of helping those who visit to leave the stadium with great memories shared with families and friends, not aggravation and frustration about their experience, he said oh, in a statement. that's great. Holy crap. So in conclusion, especially with that altruistic soundbite from the owner, I'm not buying it. Doesn't feel right. What's the catch? Yeah. I think I that think, they... I think it's like, hey, here's $2 hot dogs. Hopefully you forget the way that we completely <laughs> blew it in the Super Bowl I last think year. That, the, that as we speak, they're reprinting the real menus now, and they're like, the sucker took a picture of the fake. Well, I have in my right hand the top 10 catches oh! for the great food prices at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Paul. Ah, yeah, it's a fine good thing. Here are the top 10, Liz. All, All right, right, top 10 catches for the great food prices at Mercedes-Benz ah, Stadium. Top 10. Number 10, parents surrender firstborn upon entry. Ah, All right, there, goes, actually, there goes the baby. You can actually <laughs> save some money there. Yeah. Uh, number nine, every game, everyone gets Legionnaire's disease. Ah, <laughs> tough disease. Okay. Number eight. Hot dog, $2. Atlanta Falcons baseball cap, $7,500. Oh, that's too expensive. <laughs> Number seven, they only accept Discover card. Oh, no one's got one of those. That's Number funny. six, the stadium and parking lot is technically a team-governed municipality with a 200% quick-service food tax. <laughs> All right, government joke. All right. uh, number five, after the game, fans in 300 level must stay to wash dishes. No, oh, no, that's tough. Number four, Falcons plan on disappointing fans in proportion to how good the deals are. Oh, no, that's disappointing. Number three, Mercedes-Benz Stadium food is people! All right, Silent Green reference. All right. Uh, Number uh, two, with uh, public focused on amazing prices, New World Order Illuminati will enslave human race for a thousand years. All right, how do you know about that? At which point our debt will be considered paid. Oh, sure, sure, makes sense. Listen, what you have to understand, (laughs) hot dogs were $2! In the long, long ago. And the number one catch for the food prices at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, all food grilled on the M176 4-liter V8. (laughs) Joining us now on the podcast is the Sports 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 Podcast favorite guest, former NBA basketball star, Chris Humphreys. Oh, you're too kind to me. Oh, yeah, thank you, Chris. Chris. I appreciate that. It's thank great you. to have Not you kind on. enough, Chris. Every time you're Aww. on, we, we love having you, you on. You know what? That makes me feel good about myself when you guys say that of me. Yeah. And, that's so nice of you. Chris, I, you, you've, you've been, uh, you're, you're the longest running guest that we've had on the show. I think that's probably true. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I want to say you were on one of our first 10 episodes. It's got to yeah. be. Uh, I'm a I'm a long-standing guest. It was, yeah. it was back impressive. when you were in your your reality TV days, and yeah. that whole sort of thing. And I know you've moved past that. When I was married to she who may not be named, right, right. That was uh, the so one. Her name's Kim Kardashian. Just yeah. Just in case anyone listening doesn't know, you no, were they briefly call her, married. We call her Kim Demort. Kim Demort. <laughs> yeah. The Kardashian that may not be named. I'm cool with Chloe. We still talk on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys get along. What she about mostly the... says stop calling. What about but Courtney? Still. You ever talk to her? Uh, yeah, every once in a while. Yeah? Yeah. What about Chris? Oh, yeah, Chris, all the time. (laughs) Me and Chris are tight. 
Okay. But you're you're on here because you're an athlete, and you 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 submitted that you wanted to preview the season. I oh guess. yeah. And I didn't know if you meant I didn't know if you meant the second half of the baseball season. I didn't know if you meant an early NFL preview. No, I mean as you NBA. know, oh, per, now, probably an early NBA preview yeah, of, of the season. Yeah, because well, you guys know I former NBA. Now I, I I'm more of a reviewer, right? I like to look at what's going on in the world. But you did just tell us that you were going to do a preview, right? Now this review. preview. I've got the poop on the upcoming season of Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, yeah. I see. So The season that should be named Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, and I think we're all really excited for Game <laughs> yeah, of Thrones. Oh, I'm so no, excited. This is necessarily Do you guys like dragons? To, well, well yeah, yeah. Do you guys like naked cool. women chests? I love Yo, naked women. Well, well, you'll, like, you'll love Game of Thrones. It's, it's like the fourth of fantasy. Okay. okay. All right. It's like ballers. Only with dragons. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. So uh, I've got the preview of this season, what you can expect. Yeah. All right. Well, I, mean, I, think... I don't know if it's entirely appropriate for a sports podcast, but I guess... Hey, I'm an athlete. You are an athlete. So this is appropriate. Okay. <laughs> okay. All I right. can do whatever I want. Okay. Hey, I was listening to an episode a little while back, and you had Bernie Sanders on. We did, but at the time, he was going to race yeah. NASCAR. I could, I could crush Bernie Sanders in a game <laughs> of basketball. One on one, yes, that is. I'm in the top one percent of one percent of people playing basketball. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. So uh, tell us, tell us about the upcoming season of Game of Thrones. Oh man, there's so much. Naturally, not a lot of people have the inside poop, but I've got the poop. (laughs) How did you get the inside poop? Well, to be honest, I read the book. Can you push the book? Push your inside poop outside. All the poop's coming out. All the poop's going to come out in this one. Yeah. So what character do you want to know about first? Oh, uh, let's. What, what's gonna happen with Jon Snow? Oh, Jon Snow. He's one of my favorites. You know he died. Yeah, not yeah. anymore. He's alive. He's yeah. back. His yeah. watch ended though. His watch ended, which you know what that means. What? He's gonna start banging everybody. <laughs> this season is gonna be a Jon Snow fuck fest. He was blocked up. He was so yeah. blocked up. I mean, he got to get it on with the wildling. That was great. She was. They seemed really to both hot. enjoy it. Then she shot him with arrows and was just like, "Fuck you, Jon Snow." Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, come on." Yeah. But now he's released from the watch. <laughs> he's gonna he might do a crossover episode with Ballers. He's a free man point. <laughs> yeah. Have himself a good time. Find some of those Middle Earth supermodels. Yeah. So what what about uh oh uh, Cersei, right? Yeah. Oh Cersei. Yeah, she, she's 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 a bad mama Cersei. We left the her mother with... of Joffrey, the short haired yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and her 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 son died in the final episode of this last season. Oh yeah, he after... was just like screw this and he just fell yeah. out a window. After she torched uh mo- all of her closest allies. Yeah, and torched the green. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? She's gonna feel real guilty. Yeah? Yeah, she's gonna feel terrible. She's gonna say everybody I just killed all those people. It's going to feel real bad. She's going to spend this whole season just eating ice cream in her bed, drinking a bottle of red wine, and saying shame to herself. Mm. She can go shame, shame, shame. It feels a little out I don't of character. Have a little you, you, ice said, cream. you said you read well, the books. The wine's yeah. in character. Yeah, she's going to drink the wine and just be like, oh, shame. Shouldn't have done that. And sleeping with my brother, what was I thinking? That's not that's yeah. not something I should that, do. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and agree with Jordan here. That's no, really I read the book. Unlikely. I've read the books. I'm good. Okay. Well, it, how about oh, how about her brother then? How about Jamie Lancer? Oh, yeah. Jamie Lancer. He's not gonna feel bad. The Kingslayer. No? What is no, he up he's, to? As you see, over the past couple of seasons, he's finding redemption. He is finding he some was, redemption. He had, yeah. 
He was such a bad guy in the pilot. He pushed a kid out a window. He did. True, he did. And then then we're like, we kind of like that guy. Yeah, he's kind of really come around. He's grown on you. Only I have to say, in this season, he's going to take a big step back. Why is that? He's going to get one of those alt-right haircuts. Where it's a little, it's shaved up a little too high and then it flops over. Oh, that's oh, not like good. Donald Trump Jr. has. Ooh, uh, that's not a good look for anybody. Oh no. Yeah. yeah so he's going to continue with his uh, trajectory of redemption. But every time you look at him, you're going to be like, "Oh man, why'd you get that haircut?" <laughs> so you're saying his character will continue to progress where we like him, but yeah. the haircut is a new added obstacle in terms of having sympathy for him. Yeah, it's like a visual obstacle. <laughs> you look at him, you just go, "Why? Why'd you do that, man?" Like, he could end up with Brienne of Tarth, and I'd still be like, yeah, but that haircut. It doesn't yeah. feel good. Well, speaking of Brienne oh, of Tarth. let's talk Brienne oh, of Tarth. Oh, yeah, let's, let's talk Brienne, Brienne of Tarth. Well, I heard that she got cast in the Star Wars movie, so they're going to do car. They're just going to do a bunch of crossovers promoting Star Wars Episode Eight. And this was in As the book. As a stormtrooper. This was in the book. It's in the book, yeah. So she's going to come out in full stormtrooper regalia. And just be like, hey, by the way, this holiday season, you should watch Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I guess I get the cross promotion. I'm going to be excited for it. Did you know that Steve Urkel actually showed up in both Full House and Step by Step? Yeah, well, that week, family did members didn't have that. an episode. Yeah, so there we, he goes. So, <laughs> so in the Urkelverse, he was actually going on vacation in these places. I'm... I'm so confused right it's now. It's going to be the same way with Brienne of Tarth. It was San Francisco and suburban Milwaukee, right, respectively. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, can you can you tell us a little bit about? Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on on uh, the the Iron Islanders. Theon oh, and his yeah. sister oh. Theon Greyjoy. They just they just picked up an old army. Uh, and they're sailing back for Westeros. Oh, yeah. yeah Big this... moment. We've been waiting six seasons well, to get see this. that. I've got the poop on this one in a deep okay, way. Yeah. So there's uh. going to be one episode where all they're doing is silently floating in a boat. <laughs> right? Oh, one it... whole episode. They don't say a word. Is it like a bottle episode? Not... Kind of like a bottle episode. Instead of being stuck in an elevator, they're just floating on a boat. And they're not progressing as people they or were... anything like that. HBO was informed that they were so far over budget that they're like, we can't even afford to pay the per episode acting fee if any of these people say a word. Right. The suspense is going to be killing you. They have you. to be featured extras for an entire episode oh, for man. us to... They're just going to be quietly sitting there. And then the music will start swelling, and you're like, oh, something's going to happen. What you're describing <laughs> is Life of Pi. Right. It's kind of like Life of Pi, only instead of the tiger, they're just floating. They're just floating silently. There's no danger. With dragons. With dragons. And, and you're on Greyjoy. Is he on there, too? Is he with them? He is, yeah. Oh, the man. whole Greyjoy but clan is, is in there. Does he say anything in that episode, or no? No, he doesn't. Nobody says anything. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. And then okay. there's mu- the music starts building. You're like, something's going to go down. And then... When you know that there's just a few seconds left, when you see a little bar for HBO Go coming to the end of it, oh no! Then they just go, "Oh, I left my keys." Then they turn around. <laughs> I really want to see Weiss and Benioff talk about at the end of the episode how yeah. they how they oh, did yeah. this past one. Oh yeah, when they're doing the just shoulder content. To suggest that we didn't write anything. I mean, look <laughs> right. at the way he scratches his nose at minute twenty-seven. Yeah, but they forgot their keys. So how uh, are they going to be able to so, get? Okay, okay, let's get to the big one. The one everybody wants to know about. Yeah. This is the big Daenerys, one. Daenerys, the mother of dragons, yep. the breaker of chains, uh, the mother, unburnt one. The unburnt one. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's her season arc this season? Okay, so get this. Her arc, she decides that she needs to take a break from the war effort. 
start shedding some of those nicknames. <laughs> so shedding nicknames. She got to get rid of some of those nicknames. She's the Khaleesi, and she has to go around convincing everybody that she never really married Cal Drogo. Just be like, I was never the Khaleesi, and they're like, I remember it. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I'm not. And then uh, she has to like, she keeps lighting fires and being like, look, I'm burning. And they're like, no, you're not. It's like, no, I'm not the unburnt one anymore. Oh, she's just trying. She just she's trying to get rid of nicknames. And like she, uh, for she spends a couple episodes in a chain factory building chains. <laughs> be like, I'm not the breaker of chains. Look, I love chains. Look, I'm getting rid of it. And so then what, the nickname starts going away until people just call her Daenerys or Danny. She is puts there, on her mustache and takes the dragons to a soccer game. Yeah. And, and then like, flirts see, with I'm not the, the single mother. moms there. I'm a so father. She's the father of dragons. Right. So, so then they don't know what to call her. There's, there's, there's no nickname she's keeping. No. See, this could be Danny. All right. Okay. She's not, even, not even the champion of the world? No. She doesn't need it. And then she can go about her work. Then she'll be Daenerys Stormborn, Keeper of the Iron Throne. The thinked. This sounds like a... It's packed with drama. Oh, there's so much drama going on. Yeah. And you know what there's also going to be? What? A whole lot of nudity. Yep. That's what yeah. keeps me watching. Yep. Littlefinger is going to be naked in the background of every uh, shot this season. Wait, really? Yeah, every let's, single let's shot. That. He's just going to be sitting in the background, just staring at the camera deeply. Here's the thing, guys. It'll be I don't so think, unnerving. I don't think I want to see his little finger. No, it's going to be his penis, Joel. <laughs> yeah, it won't be his finger at all. So it, it, does he have an arc? No, he's just sitting there staring at the camera. Okay. And then people at home are like, does he see me? Does he know there's a camera there? (laughs) It's going to be a mystery that'll carry on to the next season. Boy, tap on the screen and say, I'm only talking to you. Game of Thrones (laughs) breaks the fourth wall. This 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 stands to be a very experimental season. It is. (laughs) It's going to be very experimental. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Chris. This is the most I've looked forward to an episode of anything since I think the big uh, E special for oh well, it was it was oh yeah the Kardashian wedding yeah Kim that and, was my that Kim was my and Chris's wedding. Uh, was your wedding fantasy wedding yeah fairy tale wedding, I wish yeah. you wouldn't keep bringing that up it was yeah, just just bad. one of those I they promoted it was again a lot of billboards in L A really, for, really Jordan I really feel like this. we had every opportunity not to do it this time I thought yeah. we were gonna cruise I was right trying to through. think of a time I'd been this excited for an episode yeah. of anything and this is you know to be honest I think I'm just gonna go home now I'm sad yeah okay uh, thanks, thanks for coming in Chris we really appreciate having you hey you know what I'm excited again because Game of Thrones is coming. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wild world of weird sports, Emmanuel Yarbrough. That's a that's a heck of a name. Emmanuel Yarbrough. Uh, Emmanuel Manny Yarbrough. Uh, born September 5th, 1964. And let's, let's thank you for the people who are just like, it's not Manny, it's Emmanuel. I just want to be like, dude, we got to call you something. Mm-hmm. Cut it down to two syllables. Whatever yeah. it is, cut it to two syllables. Yeah. Manny. You can choose what it is, but give us two syllables so that we can have a conversation. Well, I think he was just such a... a, a uh, a uh, It was so long-winded to say it that you'd get exhausted. Yeah. you go, Emmanuel... <sighs> Emmanuel uh, Yarbrough, the fourth yes. Esquire. Uh, uh, born September 5th, 1964, never forget. Died December 21st, 2015, y'all. Oh, passed away. So passed, passed away recently, away. yeah. Uh, he was an American amateur sumo wrestler and oh. mixed martial arts competitor, 
also having competed in judo, wrestling, and American football. I do wonder about this. Like, they've got a heavyweight division in mixed martial arts. At what point does just, like, a positively enormous human being... Well, it's funny you should say that, (laughs) because he also holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the heaviest living athlete. Ooh! How many many pounds? Uh... At his height, well, I'm going to get to it. Let me get to it. This feels like, I, I worry this is like almost like the big show. Isn't he the world's largest athlete? This, would this person This guy is him? bigger. Not taller, but weighs more. Well, large. Yeah, yeah, large. And in charge. So there's both of those things. <laughs> uh, Emmanuel was coached by uh, in judo by Yoshisada Yonezuka. Who was hilariously small. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a pair to see together. Uh, he was recruited for wrestling and football at Morgan State University and achieved All-American status in the heavyweight class in 1983 Division Two and 1986 Division One. Huh? Fighting Morgans. I mean, how do you lose a wrestling match to a sumo wrestler? Right. <laughs> or uh, how do you how do you lose a wrestling match when you're a sumo wrestler? Well, he was uh, six foot eight. Wow. Yeah, tall guy. Uh, and he uh, weighed at his height 882 pounds. His height being six foot eight. Yeah. 882 no, I mean, eighty-two pounds. Eight hundred eighty-two pounds at the top. I gotta imagine he wore it well. How do you pin uh, a guy who weighs eight hundred eighty-two pounds? In his pictures. I'll show you the pictures later. Um, but yeah, <laughs> got some sweet sumo pics. Yeah, uh, he was the nineteen ninety-five world amateur sumo champion and considered to be one of the most famous sumo wrestlers outside of Japan. Ooh, yep. I mean that's that's sort of a dubious honor, but yeah, okay. yeah, it's a little dubious. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got the dubs. Uh, from 1996 to 1997, Yarbrough competed in professional wrestling for Catch Wrestling Association in Germany, where mm. he had a gimmick matches based around his sumo career. He ah. took part in a sumo tournament against the entire staff of that promotion, being declared winner after beating everyone except for August Minzel and Terminator Mastino. <laughs> You know, because it's wrestling. Yeah. Uh, he later won another tournament, beating the likes of Asumo y- Nishimura and Jason Needhart, Jim Needhart's cousin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Jim. Yeah. Uh, uh, MMA career in 1994, Yarbrough applied to mixed martial arts promotion Ultimate Fighting Championship, uh, taking part in the event UFC 3, representing Sumo. I guess back then... Yeah, it was like sumo. Sumo. It was truly mixed martial arts. Yeah, exactly. Can how, you do that now? Can you go to an so. MMA fight and be like, I pick sumo? They should. Well, I pick knives. <laughs> that would make uh, it tough. I think that there's something. Everyone that, always picks knives. <laughs> guys, I think that there's something that we're not addressing about this MMA match, and that would be the 800 pound sumo wrestler in the ring. He was pitted against a much smaller Keith Hackney a Kempo representative who opened the match by immediately knocking Yarbrough down with a palm strike. What are you Whoa. serious? Yeah. He knocked down an 800-pound man with he, a palm strike? Yeah. Climb up his leg. I mean, he break, must have. Or like jump in the air. And then just like wham him in the face. I think we're doing have. the wide world of weird sports of the wrong person. Tell me more about this Hackney guy. Nope. Emmanuel <laughs> recovered pulled a hackney towards his chest and unloaded strikes over his neck and then literally pushed him out of the cage through the door. However, when the match was restarted, hackney knocked Yarbrough again and followed with hand strikes for the TKO. Keith since took the name the Giant Killer for his victory. Yeah, no shit! Yeah. 
I know. Hind- he's faster. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But instead of pushing him out the ring through the door, what if he pushed him out uh, the ring through the fence into a million tiny pieces? Right. Oh yeah. Why so, like, just, him right through like like the play doh spaghetti factory yeah. thing? Or, Why yeah. you die just, now? Why didn't he just lie on top of him? Because he's so fast. How would you make sure you land on him? Just fall. Just fall. Just fall. Land on him. You just gotta it be like that, the tree, man. It said, he, to it. it said that he grabbed him and was striking his neck. Why didn't you just roll over? I don't know, Why man. Why didn't at any point he just pick him up and start shaking him? <laughs> yes. like, well, look, this guy's 882 pounds. I mean, he's like twice as big as me. I don't know how hard <laughs> it would be to move. <laughs> the home listeners don't know how big I am, so now they've got an image in their head. Uh, all right, acting. He appeared in the 1997 Bollywood film, Mr. and Mrs. Khalidi, which features Bollywood action hero Ash K. Kumar. Oh, that's the one with all the singing, right? That's the one. Yeah. And has appeared on several talk shows, as well as a commercial for Motorola. He also appeared in the HBO drama Oz as an inmate named Clarence Soroy. In 2000, he played himself in a German wrestling film, Sumo Bruno. (laughs) Death! Oh. On December 21st, 2015, never forget, Yarbrough died of a heart attack at the age of 51. His manager said he had battled all his life with food addiction, and he always said, I'm a prisoner in my own body. That's sad. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's really by sad. the age of 14, he already weighed 320 pounds. Mother of God. Which he attributed to a poor diet of fried foods. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So, so let that be a, a lesson out there. Uh, get addicted to heroin instead. That <laughs> you you will you will lose weight. Yeah, you'll lose a lot of weight. And that brings us into another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close in the sports. Sports! Sports! Podcast. Thank you for listening, but before we go, we're going to bring back Chris Humphreys to give you our contact information. Hey, guys, I'm back. Chris, welcome yeah, back. I'm here to give the contact information, which I've done a couple times before. So you're a pro at I'm this. I'm a pro at this. You've done it more times than I have. Yeah. You can find <laughs> us on MySpace by going to MySpace.com. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. What's that? Uh, I, don't, I don't think our MySpace page is active anymore. You did, You deactivated your MySpace? Yeah, That's where I listen to literally every episode. Oh. On MySpace. Uh, well, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, you can listen to us on SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com slash sports the number That's three podcast. While you're there, make sure to comment and say you exist. Everyone listens on iTunes. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the convenience? I don't know. <laughs> You can, live, can read more about us on Facebook. I'm going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. Uh, you'll know when a new episode comes out. Maybe we'll tweet something hilarious on the Facebook. Or you can find us on Twitter where we'll see some Facebook posts on there. <laughs> Twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. Maybe we'll put up a funny gif about someone farting. Hey, guys. Joel. Hey, Joel. I think I, I, wrote, I wrote a Game of Thrones song What's surrounding... It? Chris Humphreys' name. What does it sound like? Humphreys. He's Chris Humphreys. He's Chris Humphreys. He's Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. He's Chris Humphreys. He's Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.